What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Show Radio. It's episode 616. Just wanted to wrap with you a little bit. There's a lot happening in the month of June, and we're always excited around this time because this is the time where we cover so much gaming news. We don't really get that much sleep, right? So this is the time that we're in right now. So this episode is going to be focusing a lot about the Summer Game Fest that we just experienced 2022. But there's a couple of things that we're going to be covering coming up. I definitely wanted to bring that to your attention. Uh, First and foremost, you have the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase. I think what we're going to do is we're going to bundle up a lot of the things prior to that. So the Tribeca Game Spotlight, the Epic Game Store Summer Showcase, the Geek Week 2022. I think we're going to bundle those things together uh, when we cover the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase. So if you're not a subscriber yet and you're listening to the first uh, for the first time, definitely tune uh, tune in. Rock with us. Subscribe. You know, sharing is caring. All those things. We're going to be covering those things. So make sure. You stay tuned with what we have going on right now. Also on the radar is PC Gaming Show. That's the uh, 12th of June. Uh, June 13th is Capcom Showcase. So we want to touch on that. And then I think there's something happening on June 21st, which is the Multiverses uh, Pro Player Showcase. I want to see what that's about. So we'll be talking about that as well. Uh, so definitely stay tapped into what we have going on um, here on the show radio. Uh, sharing is caring. Uh, we need your support. Um, if you're listening and you know the content is dope, uh, share the content out, right? Uh, share it with a friend. Tell them what's happening on the show. And we're excited uh, to be on the mic talking gaming conversations, gaming news and rants. I ranted a lot in this episode. I don't know. I was just feeling it. There's so much good stuff. And I finally got a release date uh, for the game that I've been waiting for the last Two years. Yes, it's been at least two years I've been waiting uh, to hear an announcement date for the Turtles game. So excited about that. All that is included in this episode. And thank you for rocking with us. Oh, by the way, before I forget, I just want to mention Hip Hop Gamer was on the Pixel Block. Pixel Block is my new show. Uh, That show is on Twitter Spaces. So if you're not following me on Twitter, definitely follow me there to get all the latest updates of what I'm doing on the pixel block there's definitely some guests that are going to be on there that i haven't talked to yet and they work for some of the biggest companies that you are familiar with right now so the pixel block the podcast feed for that is going to be this crypto life so any show i do on the pixel block i'm going to repurpose that audio on this crypto life so definitely make sure you stay tuned and tapped into this crypto life feed that's going to be its own feed and the uh, subscription link for that is going to be in my link tree. And yeah, just uh, follow me with the stuff that I'm doing right now. Some exciting stuff, some exciting guests are coming up. I don't want you to miss any of it because I think that there's a lot of value given there. And uh, Bria Stinson was a recent guest on uh, the Pixel Block. Hip Hop Gamer was a recent guest on uh, the Pixel Block. So there's a lot going on right now and I don't want you to miss it. But enjoy episode 616. A lot of Summer Game Fest conversation in there. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show radio. This is episode 616 of the show. I'm your host, Andrew. Hey, guys, and I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. And Daniela, I am so excited. So excited. Finally, 
but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Daniela, how are you? I am doing good. I um, started the day off pretty mellow, but I, I love the announcements that were made and what was shown today. So can't wait to get into it. Yeah, let's let's get into it. So what do you want to touch on first? What what caught your attention first uh, during the Summer Game Fest 2022? Oh, man. Well, all of the Last of Us stuff that was posted, which I guess I was kind of grateful. I've kind of been off of Twitter the last couple of days or definitely like yesterday and this morning. So I didn't see anything that they were like kind of talking about that was leaked. So that was really cool to see. I'm kind of glad that I didn't see anything leaked or anything spoiled for me through Twitter or anything like that. Um, what else? Uh, I loved Callisto um, Protocol, what was shown there. Um, there. There was a lot. I actually have like a whole list. I actually wrote down everything that I like I, I saw. I don't know yeah, let's talk it. about it. Let's go. From the beginning to the end. We're here. Let's do it. What, what, what caught your attention? What did you love? What did you like? Let's do it. Um, I love the entire presentation. Jeff Keighley does a lot. And he obviously, he was getting praise even while he's supposed to be interviewing and talking to people on there. And I get, like so many of them just wanted to stop before they even started like that. They love what he's done and what he's, you know, shown the world and, and the platform he's given for them to like have a voice and to really put their stuff out there. Um, but let's see. I don't know where I want to start. So, okay, I love that they started off immediately with like these two dark, gruesome games, which is Aliens Dark Descent. Um, that looked... That was crazy. Like, it's funny because when you think of the like, the, the movie series and, and the, their franchise, I don't, I've never seen it really as like a horror movie. I've seen it as this like sci-fi thriller never really as a horror but you get their games and it's like scary it is dark it is gruesome it's awesome and it's like this whole it's like it's still a sci-fi thriller but it has that horror vibe to it which i really really dig um and then they they show even more about the callisto protocol man if you are a dead space fan that is you have to be just so ecstatic for it. Absolutely. Which I'm not, and... but I'm excited for the people who are excited <laughs> for it. <laughs> but um, it, it's like taking like horror gore to a whole other level, especially like the clip that they showed is they, they showed a, a decent amount of gameplay footage, which is very, very um dead space like which is there's nothing wrong with that because i think that series is awesome and they offered a whole lot so to like double down on it and enhance it to make it even better into this this callisto protocol is is awesome but like the way that they ended i guess that that gameplay clip about one of your characters deaths i was like i was not expecting that and i thought that was so awesome <laughs> awesome or gruesome it was both awesomely gruesome but i thought like oh my god i mean how many different ways can you die like i think i would spend the time just like yeah play through it to try to like be the game and enjoy the story but how many different death types can you can you see that would happen but um just 
just that I was like oh my gosh clearly it does not have a mature rating <laughs> yeah it was pretty wild <laughs> but um that that looked really cool um but uh, uh what else was it okay they showed Modern Warfare 2 which I'm still not I'll, I'll let you go in on that one because Okay, so I, I I'm not going to do it any service. I know it's awesome. I know it looks cool, and I know it is people come for it. But for me, I'm just kind of, mm, I'm not sold on it. Okay, well, so Modern Warfare Two is really interesting. So the first one was um, the first Call of Duty uh, for me. I, I want to be specific on this timeline. Was Call of Duty Three? Okay. I think that was like an older school type of war, world war type of thing. And then Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare 1, was the one that really took me to a super, you know, I have to play this game every day, every night, losing sleep kind of vibe. That game did it for me, which was Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare 1, right? And I think that uh, Modern Warfare 2, somewhere between 2007, 2008, right? Uh, somewhere around there for that particular timeline. And then just going with what you said the other day about we don't need any more because there's a two, two, like you were, I, was, I was laughing today thinking about it, like the way you were saying it. And it made so much sense because there's been so many like remastered or remakes of this game. But this game is one of the most iconic games for, in my opinion, the entire Modern Warfare, uh, Call of Duty journey, right? And I think it's a pivotal game for them because of a lot of things that we recently discussed because of the internal stuff last year and, and the gray area, the blue area, the nuance of all the stuff that was happening, you know, in the organization, uh, to even the way the, the game Vanguard was marketed with barely any branding of Activision publishing, right? And to the gamers who are just playing the games, but they're not necessarily paying attention to the industry stuff, they don't see any of that, right? They're just going to the store or whatever store, digital, whatever, getting their game and playing the next Call of Duty that came out that year, right? So to see them to do a refresher of not only the Modern Warfare 2 game, which is a super iconic game. Three is as well. One is, you know, started the whole thing. And for them to uh, blend the engine uh, to for the version 2.0, as they mentioned, and, you know, new graphics, new technology, new water effects and all that stuff. All that is more for them, in my opinion, than it is for the actual player, right? Because the player is going to play Call of Duty regardless, right? But for the player to see this new Modern Warfare and for them to be um, bringing new life internally to the organization as well as this new game, it is going to be a start of a new journey for them, in my opinion, on what we're going to see of the next generation of this game going forward. Will they implement um, collectibles? I'll call them that for now. Who knows, right? But the world that we're we're heading into now with the gaming, and we even saw it recently with, um, I don't know if it was Epic or there was a particular store um, that 
combine NFTs with a major game. I don't know if it was Gala Games or another another particular um, you know developer or whatever, but that merging of Web two and Web three is happening really fast, and a lot of the games, uh, the studios that we know of today are implementing Web three research and development in their you know framework moving forward, right? So I think that most of the the big generational games that we're going to see heading into the future, we will definitely see implementations of either collectibles or making the engine seamless to integrate uh, Solidity, which is the language, for things that are coming in the future, right? So this is not just about Call of Duty. This is about something way bigger, right? And they should hire me because the way I'm talking about their game right now, it should be inspiring a whole bunch of individuals who haven't played Call of Duty in a long time. So I'll pause there and I want to hear your thoughts. I feel like anything I have to say is just going to do a disservice to anybody who is a fan of it. Like, I, Okay, so you want me to keep going? You can keep going because I, I, okay. I feel like it's not that necessarily that I have nothing positive to say about it. It's not, I'm just not in enthused i i guess what it is like i was hoping that what they were going to announce would maybe change my mind what they showcased was was awesome um what they said about it and where they're going what's going to be happening and you know how the teams are working and everything's meshing well and they're just going to take like what they're good at and really really hone that and and cater it to their you know to their audience to their consumer base and to their players um, is, is really smart and how they're going to be going into that. Yeah, they didn't talk about, you know, this this 2.0 um, into that yet. But mm-hmm. for me personally, I just, I, I can't get, like, it didn't stir up any excitement in me. or like, oh, okay, I'm really doing this. You changed my mind. So I feel like anything I have to say is just going to be kind of like, eh. Yeah, I think well, I think me. that's just me. No, and and that's fine. And I think that um to be like really, you know, honest with you, it's like I was there last year because I didn't expect anything to come out of, you know, the next Call of Duty or whatever you want to call it to be uh this refreshing, right? It feels like there's there's less friction for us to get into the game itself and what i mean by that you know from the team conversation pr like the pr whoever it is um that that particular team has done an amazing job to make sure that that's separate from the actual game experience for the player right because all the player cares about whether they're a streamer or whatever um you know they're playing to earn because they're on twitch or youtube or whatever all they care about is their game working the way it should, not having or pretty much zero cheaters, right? Like when you're trying to shoot somebody, they're not getting hurt and they're affecting the game that way. And just the maps that they've enjoyed over the years and different Call of Duties, whether it's the zombie ones or the standard Call of Duties, that some of those maps hopefully will hit whatever the current title is by way of the DLC or something like that. Some weapons, iconic weapons will show up, you know, sooner or later. But for the most part, that's all we care about. We just want a great gaming experience, right? So last year for Call of Duty Vanguard, I believe that they provided that. And for somebody who doesn't play Call of Duty as much as I play Destiny, this is a lot of praise, in my opinion, 
right? I do play Call of Duty, but not like I play Destiny, okay? And to give it this much praise, I think that the team is doing a fantastic job to make sure that the friction that we felt the last, I don't know, nine, 10 months, you know, going back uh, to where we are today or the energy and excitement that they have to present this game, even though it's a remake, even though it's a, for some it'll be a reskin or, or they'll call it Modern Warfare, you know, 2.57, you know, whatever they say these days. But even though it is that to some, right, it is a rebuilding for a lot of the individuals who are either getting on that team for the first time or are building with this team right now. So that's, that's where I'm at with it. And that's why I'm excited. And this is why you need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun times. It's going to be fun times to the point where I even want to go back and just relive uh, some of the Modern Warfare 2 stuff and and even Modern Warfare 3, you know, seeing what's available on, on Game Pass, if any of those titles are. And just, you know, just look around and just enjoy gaming for gaming. And I, I tried to. So for the whole show, I say B plus, in my opinion. Um, I know we do ratings sometimes or whatever. I say B plus because there's always room for improvement. And I even tweeted that for individuals who are coming into uh, watching, you know, Summer Game Fest every year and they're gamers who are not necessarily creating content and they're just there to watch the show. They don't have any experience in creating content. They don't have any experience in production, lighting, or anything to put something like that together, let alone the relationships that it takes for, you know, decades of relationships to even get to a place where whenever somebody comes out with a game, Jeff Keighley usually has divs because he's built those relationships in depth, right? We don't have that, right? And I think that we have to tread a little lighter, you know, when we're actually given ratings and stuff like that. I'm never going to give a perfect rating for those things, even though we can, because it's a beautiful production. We could say A+, but I'm sure in his eyes, being the one that's actually navigating all those things uh, to put it together, there's many improvements that took place from last year to this year that we'll never know unless we ask. And he's very forthcoming about that information, right? So I'll say that B+, if we were to do something like that. But uh, getting back to Modern Warfare 2, I'm just excited for this game because of what it represents in the series. It will reinvigorate the series as a whole. Definitely a launch pad, as I mentioned last time. And I think that a lot of the games that I, that I saw today was really just enjoying the the whole thing for what it was. It's games. We're supposed to be excited. A lot of stuff are coming to PC and everybody should play games wherever they are and have no issues. Well, I'm I'm happy for you. Aw, thank you. And and to be fair, I think you know, like Modern Warfare 2 was a, like I remember having a lot of fun playing with with friends on both PlayStation and on Xbox and and to be fair, <laughs> I am pretty sure yeah, it had to be. Um Modern Warfare 2 came with the collector's edition of the not the remake from like 2020, the original from like 2009, 2008, somewhere in there. Um, I do have the collector's edition and the night fishing goggles that came with it. I think it's Soap's head. That's the bus that it sits on. That's that's pretty so at cool. one point. At one point, I did enjoy it. And it's cool that they're going back to that one. So I do have a positive thing. It's cool. It's going back to that one because that one was really a, a great, strong game in the series um absolutely 
So it's it's not a bad call to choose that one. I just don't know why. why I don't know, Daniela. Name? I think I might have to just you know ask you to like lay on the couch, and then you know tell me how you really feel, Daniela, about this. Oh my God. <laughs> why does it have to have the same name? I don't because it's recognizable. Just it's recognizable throughout the entire world. It's one of the games that shaped all of the things that we enjoy today um, in terms of how competitive things got after that, right? I don't even remember Call of Duty 3 being like super competitive, but Modern Warfare, the first one changed a lot and two just took it to a whole nother level, right? If Burger Town is in two, I, I think so. The escalator with the airplane outside or whatever that particular stage. Right. If that stage, I mean, oh my gosh, like the memories in the hallway, you know, after you come up the escalator and you make that left and the hallways right there, or you go around past the burger town. Oh, it's just, it's just one of those amazing experiences. And then we're at a point now where our cards are so advanced, you know, we, we all have current generation cards, we meaning me and you, and I'm sure most of the listeners do too. It's it's just going to be a beautiful thing to experience. Okay, well, we're going to go back and, you know, revive things. Um, there was something that was announced after it that I was really pleasantly surprised by that I was not expecting, which was Flashback 2. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good one, too. That, so that one, I was, I, was, I was pretty, I was pretty stoked. I was like, what? No way. Like, there are so many good times playing that, like, as I kind of a couch it's not a co-op game but i guess it applies single player sitting adventure on, sitting with, if you yeah. Were, yeah well yeah i was just sitting sitting on the couch with my my siblings and we passed controllers and we each take turns like you know playing and it was it was a lot of fun so sure. and it was it was uh <laughs> looking back at it because obviously i haven't played it since i was like 10 or 11 i know that there's been um there's a 25 year like kind of like Re, not a remake like an hd remaster of it that was like on steam but i i didn't pick that up um but just like going back and just after they announced flashback 2 i had to go and look at gameplay and the trailer or anything that was available for the original flashback uh, flashback and just just seeing it again i was like so stoked and just to to see the movements oh it was just funny like you don't think it looks weird when you're playing it and you're a kid, you're just like having fun with the game, staying on the couch at home. And the graphics were the best, like so futuristic yeah. for us at the time. It it was, but just like how how the jumping movements and the running and the dodging, the rolling, and I'm like, that looks so funny. Um, very Prince of Persia kind of look to it. But it was fun. It was fun. So I'm kind of I'm I'm really stoked. Can't believe it's 30 years, which makes me feel so incredibly old but um that one wasn't a very nice pleasant surprise for me um seeing gameplay for uh witch uh witch fire as well was that was pretty cool that was the one with the magic and the guns and all of that action that was going on a lot of destiny inspirations there so that was yeah actually not anything but i wasn't thinking about that when i saw it i'm like okay which which is dope Which is dope. Yeah. Not hating on it. 
No, no, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying like, which, which is dope because like, as soon as I started watching it, I was like, so many games have been inspired by Warframe. Uh, so many games have been even like the economy and the loot system have been inspired by Borderlands. You know, then you have um, Remnant of the Ashes that came later. Like all these games, I think Warframe was 2013. Destiny was 2013 beta. 2014, the game. Like there's so many of these games that we enjoy today that have been inspired by, you know, some of the OGs, you know, which is dope. Yeah, not hitting on it. But <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Destiny's another one I don't play. <laughs> but, I want you to play um, that. Yeah, I, I think you'd have fun. I think we'd have fun. I know I would. I don't. I just. I don't know. Just shooters right now aren't my aren't like hundred percent on my list or thing. I don't know. But um. So I have a little rant. One. I have a little rant, wait, wait, and then right. I'll, I'll give it to you. So so my rant is um. I'm really trying to, and it's been years in the making, and I think it's because of just where I'm spending my time, getting to a place where I'm deprogramming myself to not be so overly critical about everything that I see, right? And I think that I'm sitting here watching this thing, and I'm like, I just want to go back to just being excited for how tough it is to get a game from you know, the sketches on a napkin, whatever the developer was doing at, at the time for us to actually get to enjoy this masterpiece, whatever that masterpiece is for the game. And I think that I've gotten so accustomed to just being critical about the games, forgetting to factor those things that take place, you know, from trying to you know, market the game, you know, developing and all the all the things, you know teams putting together or whatever and all those things. And I, I just want to get back to enjoying the games for what they are. And I think that I've gone away from that a little bit. And today was a, a really good day for me. Uh, well, I say today was a really great day for me because I never criticized anything that I was watching. It was just enjoying the fact that it's going to come out at some point. And it's in, you know, it's in development. They're working hard to get it out. And that's where I want to be. I just want to enjoy the stuff that without being overly critical, unless we're reviewing and doing something like that, that's different. But I just want to get back to that. And that's it. That's my rant is over. Just being a fan. I just want to go back to that. I dig that. Because I, 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 I think that's kind of where I'm at too. I mean, you can sit there and you can just like tear things apart and nitpick at it. But you're not really enjoying it for what it is. I know I said that after I was like kind of like eh about Modern Warfare 2, but I'm never going to be that type of person that's like going to fake the enthusiasm for it. Be happy for other players, but if it doesn't get me like pumped for it, I'm not I'm not going to pretend that I am. Um but I, that's kind of what, um, how I viewed the ga Summer Game Fest today, just as a fan and loving it. I mean, yeah, we're going to talk about it. And then like after the fact, I'll, I'll look into certain things that caught my attention a little bit more. But just to appreciate and love the games that are out there and what's being brought to us and when it's being brought to us, it's just... It's just the part of being a gamer and just enjoying that. 
Yeah, I, I miss that. I need to go back to that. Definitely. Um, but going back to the Summer Game Fest, so here's something I think is really cool. Um, so they started showing, um, you know, about Fort Solace. And I came away from that with this really cool feeling of we're getting to the point where indie games are getting on that level where they're, they pretty much look like a triple A title, but without that triple A budget. <laughs> because Fort Solace looked amazing and they had Troy Baker and Roger Clark to, you know, talk about the game, which they're really huge um, voice actors. Like everybody knows yeah. Troy Baker's name voice the games he's been in those are some big games and you know to hear that he's in an indie titled game which did not look like an indie game at all i mean it's some games you can really tell and i think what really started changing that really was like um hellblade it's you're getting to this this place and I think that's just really really cool just how creative this, these developers can be and being able to show off their work and and their quality of their work and nobody's going to tell them like because I, I feel for like a very long time people didn't give indie games the recognition and the appreciation for what they are because they just assume like oh indie games it must not be that good as, you know, you don't have that big budget that all these other studios has to create these games. And um, the reason why I bring up Hellblade is that that was that's an indie game. Yep. And, you know, had a very small team, had a very limited budget, but they really utilized all of their tools and their talent to the best of their abilities and came up with this amazing game that has so much praise coming out with you know um your sequel hellblaze and was sacrifice and and you know i i feel like they're still an indie studio but they're getting this triple a recognition i yeah, and i think that's awesome yeah i definitely agree with you on that i think hellblade was about 20 people um this um this game here for solace uh, you mentioned troy baker and roger clark two super veterans in the industry uh, coming together to talk about this and and teaming up for that, and I think that's really amazing. And <clears throat> and the other thing to consider as well is the fact that a lot of the tools um, available to developers have matured as well, so that may make it a little bit easier for them too. Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. Uh, and so for Solace, I thought was a pretty great uh, demonstration about what they have going on there, um, which is, you know, single player, third person. And it's funny because they said that it was going to be like this tight thriller, which I'm not sure what to make with that description. I'm like, what do you mean tight thriller? <laughs> like, what is, what is that? Which I get the thriller sense of it, but what is a tight thriller? <laughs> um, and, and they said that a couple of times. So I'm like, hmm. 
okay. But uh, I thought that was, that was, it was really cool to, just to see that the quality of it and everything that the fact that you have these, these veterans, like you said, um, being a part of it and, and taking the time, which is really great that there's a sense of like, not really having an ego of like, oh, I've been in these, all these games. Why would I do an indie title kind of thing? Uh, but that that they're part of the project and that they're they you know they sound really excited about it and they gave a little story one of their favorite stories about like I guess one of these scenes that one day we'll get to experience um, and I'm going to remember what they were describing just to see like how it is that they they played it out in this scene that you know Troy Baker says that you know uh, he he couldn't do it but they said like yeah man you can and you will and you'll be amazing at it so I'm very I'm very interested about this scene that they were talking about. But yeah, that that was a nice little surprise, and um, I really dug what uh, what they showed. No, I don't think they gave a, a release date or anything like that. But I don't recall. I'm, I'm assuming you know we're going to be hearing more about it because the trailer looked really that good. Yeah, the trailer looked really that good, and like even looking at it, I was like, this could be a movie if they really wanted to push it. Just the way it was shot by the trailer. Uh, it has potential to to be its own movie if they decided to do like a short or or anything like that. It would it would work. Uh, the other day, I was thinking about. Um, actually, I was speaking to somebody recently, and I was like, "Kara for Detroit Become Human" to me is still one of the best shorts on the internet. When you remember that, when the uh, the android gets, you know. Uh, connected and become self-aware, start singing and all that. And uh, yeah. the, the doctor, you know, thinks that it's a, a defect in the programming. And they, I, I, I love that still. So we're talking about that. And I think that when we see certain, certain upcoming, you know, attractions, you know, specifically in games where they're able to tell a story in such a beautiful way in some of the trailers, I think that if they push a little bit, and, you know, they have the budget, of course, they can turn a lot of stuff into the movies that uh, we would enjoy as, um, you know, avid gamers and stuff like that. So I was looking at this. I was like, this could be a movie if they really pushed it. Oh, there's a lot of games that could make really great movies or TV shows. Not just Halo, but we're going to talk about one of them later on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I can totally see it, too. I can totally see that. And you know what is interesting? I noticed about a lot of these games um, that were announced today. A lot of them have a very, very kind of loosely similar commonality to it. All had to do with something post-apocalyptic or end of the world. Yep. In danger and plan. That's like all of them had something to do with that. <laughs> I noticed. And they all had a different take on it. And they... They all had a fresh, you know, exciting thing that you haven't really seen in, in a lot of games. And I'm like, I, I was, I'm there for that. Anything having to do with the end of the world, I'm there for it. Yeah, you love shows like that. Yeah, I do. I really do. <laughs> which, which I had to go, which is funny because the next game that they talked about after Fort Solace was um, Routine. Right. They said that they announced, like they talked about it and it was like brought up like 10 years ago. I'm like, I just do not ever remember hearing. Don't know anything okay. about it. Yeah. But it looked really cool. And it had this sci-fi, um, sci-fi horror about it, obviously. 
kind of a common thread in the beginning of this <laughs> of the summer game fest um that also looked pretty awesome so i had to, i had to go and look up a little bit more about it but it's a first person sci-fi horror that's set in an abandoned lunar base that is designed around an 80s vision of the future which gives me very much terminator vibes as well too yeah that robot was crazy at the end, I was just like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, oh. So that one, I got, I got to go see what, what was originally announced about it like a decade ago. Cause I feel like something like that, as good as that trailer looked, it wouldn't have been easily for, I feel like people would still bring it up and, you know, kind of like cyberpunk. That was like 14 years. There's people who still talk about, um, scale bound that was right. 10 years ago at least i don't think it was but there's you know there's that interest in it so it's very it was very interesting to hear about this this game and i'm like i don't remember about this and i feel bad because this trailer looks amazing yeah they did a great job on this one as well and a lot of these titles will probably be on game pass as soon as they launch too which is dope Which, what, how they segued into this next part. You got to tell me what you thought about it. The Rock. Yeah, it, it felt a bit out of place. Um, it was an ad, right? It was good to see was The Rock. The ad for The Rock, the ad for Zoa, or the ad for Black Adam? <laughs> it was an or ad for all of those things. Oh, well, I mean, you, you're probably going to have a special invitation to his gym if you know him personally or whatever, but it was an ad for all those things. It was definitely, you know, an ad for the movie itself because, you know, the trailer was announced a couple of days ago, right? So, yeah, it was a good but, but why not fit all those things in if you, you have the time? I mean, you're the rock. You might as well, right? Who's going to say, hey, rock, don't promote any, you know, energy drinks or don't talk about your gym or any of the other stuff that you have going on. Just really just focus on the the trailer that was recently announced for Black Adam. I think that's what people want to hear. I mean, he's the rock. I mean, he is going to he's going to do what the rock does, right? I don't think yeah. anybody's against that. So I think it was a combination of all those things. And if you have the opportunity to promote any of your projects, and I guess because, you know, we're we're at a point now that that's the case for a lot of, you know, creators or entrepreneurs. If you can promote all your stuff in one clip on a major stage, why not? Right. And he saved, if you want to say the best for last, which is what we believe the clip was for originally, Black Adam was the last thing that he mentioned before they rolled the trailer. So I, I didn't see anything like wrong with that. Maybe I'm biased because I like The Rock and I love to promote anything that I'm working on, right? So so there's there are those things in place as well. But um, I mean, we we needed to know what The Rock was cooking and he gave us everything. So I feel at this point in his career and everything that he, he touches and does, like he can just do whatever and it's perfectly fine and it's going to sell. And what what I mean by this is, you know, most people when they want to 
you know, sell something or they're, they're having their press tours or media tours for a movie that's coming out. They're dressed nice. They're in a suit. They give this really great spiel. Rock just comes out with no shirt, sweaty, in a gym, recording on his phone. Here you go. <laughs> I, okay. I, lo- I loved it. It was it was dope. Yeah, because it's um it's in a natural environment for him that that's familiar. And to us, it's familiar as well because of not only branding, it's what he's been known for, right? Uh, to take everything that he does to the next level. So not only did he do that by promoting uh, the drink, he also did that by promoting the trailer. And I saw bits of the trailer. I didn't see the trailer in full, but every bit that I've seen, it looks really, really good. You know, so I'm like, okay, it's definitely a movie that I'm going to be watching at some point. And most of the rock stuff I've watched. So, you know, from the Fast and Furious, you know, bits to, you know, this movie, I'm looking forward to checking out to. The Mummy, when he was in that, you know, earlier on, many years ago, to the Jungle movie with Kevin Hart. So I've seen a lot of different movies of him, and to see how, to see how he's matured over the years is, is pretty incredible to watch. Okay. That being said, I think the way that it was introduced and its placement was really weird. I think of the entire game show i think that'd be like the one thing that i'm like huh which i, I get it doesn't i get it doesn't have to be all games but i think the way that it was sideways into it and just presented i guess was a little bit i guess it threw off the pacing for me personally i could see that i could see that but i think the the main reason that i entertained it um past that the displacement which was kind of weird and and i definitely agree with you on that it's um it's the rock and i know it was a promo it was an ad so i just chucked it up to being an ad we interrupt this program for this special message you know and then here is the rock so okay cool the rock's promoting stuff cool oh oh black <laughs> adam the trailer and you know that's that's but i definitely agree with you it felt where else would you put it? You know, that could be argued, right? But I don't know. Yeah, I think that was the only the only thing. Like, the trailer was cool. I really dug it. I like The Rock. It just... that I, Just just the flow of it kind of just like, oh, okay, and, and we're here. The Rock. And his, and his gym. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where else you would put it, to be honest, but... Going past that, uh, what else did I see that I really liked? Um, got a cute little Fall Guy thing, which I haven't played that in a while because I think I got frustrated because I was never getting a crown on my own. Um, American Arcadia. That was dope. I I like the concept of, of where it's going because it gave me, kind of reminded me somewhat like the playing and the the... Um, the movements of it kind of reminded me of like Inside, which is a really great indie game. And that's just like anything indie games is almost always up my alley. <laughs> mm. That's where I put most of my money is in indie games. But yeah, that one's definitely going to be on top of uh, my my wish list. Um, I'm going to be keeping an eye on because it's like this 
very uh, what is that movie the the one with on uh, Jim Carrey Truman Show yeah Truman Show that's kind of what it, it definitely reminded me of which is pretty much similar you're on this like 24 7 game show and you're trying to escape and you're just being watched the entire time and that's not what you want but at least like the way that I took it that you're aware that you're being watched you just don't want to be in it anymore part of it right <laughs> so I thought that was cool um and then the one after that which I didn't pick up on instantly until my boyfriend bought it up um the goat simulator 3 that it actually the trailer in, in initially in the beginning reminded him of dead island interesting okay how you like you're like starting off and you're getting ready for your day going for your run and your jog you're walking down completely oblivious about what's going on around you which is very similar to what dead island was doing and i i don't know how because dead island is a great trailer i don't know how it, I just it's it is a memorable trailer yeah for sure completely just went over my head watching the ghost simulator so when you brought it up i'm like oh my god it really is wasn't that backwards though or that was another game um, that was that was um, Dead Island was like, but the one I'm thinking of is one of the trailers. I think Dead Island had a couple, but um, the one you're thinking of, yeah, that wasn't that was backwards. But they had another one where you just have all these zombies that are kind of attacking around you, kind of oblivious to it for a bit, and which is what Ghost Simulator Three kind of actually did do. And I'm like, ah, very interesting how a meme of a game gets to be so popular and does so does like big things. Yeah, I, that was that was a good trailer. It it really, for for me, it really reminded me of like what really happens when, you know, you put on the headphones, everything disappears <laughs> around you, kind of thing. So, I can really relate to that when I'm trying to get in the zone for something that, you know, the music goes up, and everything else is is gone, uh, until I get out of that vibe. So, um, but yeah, I didn't make the connection of that island but i do see that what you're saying even in some of the notes of some of the articles that that i was looking at earlier they did reference that island for that uh for sure which is which is cool uh, which is which is pretty neat but go simulator i won't play it but i thought it was unique yeah i didn't play it either i know i'm just talking i'm just talking about it because i thought the trailer was funny it was adorable it's it's funny. I I just don't see the replayability for me personally. That's why I've never played it. I'm like, I'm not, if somebody else has it for me to play or they want to share it on Steam with me, yeah, I'll definitely play it. But I can't picture myself for me to buy it. So I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to get laughs out of it for a bit and then I'll be done. But let's uh, see. I'm I'm bringing up all the games. What about you? What, what I, I, I I love hearing you talk. Go ahead. One. I know that you're keep, you're you keep are going. super pumped and excited. Keep about. going, Danielle. You talk. Now I want you to talk. I want to hear you talk. It's all good. I'll just make Cuphead comments DLC. along the way. Cuphead DLC, I, I think, looks really amazing. I did play Cuphead a little bit, uh, and I like the fact that it reminds me a lot of Contra, you know? It, even, like, the spreader uh, shot in Cuphead reminds me of Contra. It is a side-scrolling shooter, uh, so I get the vibes uh, from from there. And uh, I've always appreciated what I saw. I think they mentioned um, a new character 
during a presentation? Uh, yeah, a new boss, a new boss. And the, the DOC is called um, the Delicious Last Course. So they, yeah, they have uh, the new boss in it. They showcased it. They show some of the levels. And I got to go back and finish Cuphead personally and honestly. I really do. Um, I got I got really salty. It's like, it's it's a pretty hard game. It's not like, it's borderline, for me, it's borderlining on like dead soul difficult. Mm. <laughs> so the salt was very, very real for me. And I had to step away from it because I was playing with my boyfriend. I was just getting so mad. And then I was taking it out on him. I'm like, no, we need to step away. When we start getting mad at games, put it down, walk away, take a breather. I put it down for too long. So I, I definitely need to go back um, and, and finish it because I think this DLC drops at the end of this month. Um, I don't know if I'll finish it, the game before that, but I do know that Cuphead is just great. The soundtrack, the style, the art, it's just beautiful. So it's really cool that they're finally coming out with, a, you know, this DLC. Um, and you know, obviously the Cuphead show that um, they actually have a, a whole show about it that I, I really want to watch. Wait, Cuphead show as in like a cartoon type thing or? Yeah. That's cool. You didn't know? Well, it looks like it would, but I never... Have we talked about that before, or I just don't remember? I don't know. Probably we did. Maybe, maybe. Sure. But, but there, uh, there's the Cuphead show. It's on Netflix. It's on my, my, my list of things to watch. And um, yeah, same, you know, same look, same feel. They have a whole story for it. That's dope. Yeah, we probably talked about it. Like season one is out, and there has definitely been slated for season two. Yeah, but the look of it is like super cartoon, old school, back in the day kind of vibe. So that doesn't surprise me. But I'm sure we talked about it. I just don't remember right now. But um, but yeah, I want to hear you talk. You, you talk. You sound better than I do when you talk. So go ahead. What's what do you got next? I always need. Wait, don't fight it. Talk about games you like too. Don't fight it. I I got time. Okay, Stormgate, High Water. Any thoughts on those? Okay, why is that one like slipping my mind? Uh, from Giant Studios, a team composed of many former Blizzard Entertainment developers. That that was the lady with the the shield, and then the gargoyle thing was attacking. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I re I remember. I remember now. Yeah, um, that was dope. Very, very much StarCraft, WarCraft 3 uh, vibes right there, right in that. That looked really cool. I think they showed off two of the factions. Yeah, and then the robot came to pick up, the, and then they flew, flew away kind of thing. Yep, yep, I, I remember. That was actually a really good introduction um, for me to see that, because I don't think it was. I saw anything on it before, so... Um, yeah, <laughs> that was good. That was good. High water felt more therapeutic to me. Uh, if I remember it correctly, it was uh, when they were in the water with the boat and there were just some um, things were kind of like, you know, destroyed around them. But the color palette was very light blues and, and bright yellow, canary yellow uh, color palette. It always struck me as the therapeutic uh, type of games, even though the game is a survival game. Uh, so high water. Uh, was another one that was interesting too, the color palette and, yeah, and style. Another another indie title that was very interesting. And you know, you're talking about it being so bright and the colorful, but it's like this, you know, 
the song that was playing um was the the verse um the world ended on a sunny day mm. and it's supposed to be this um you know uh, the world has faced some extreme climate change why you're trying to venture this survival um which is very interesting because that's what we're that's where we're heading if we don't change but uh yeah that's the see this is what i mean Every, all the games had something to do with some apocalyptic thing that's happening ending of the world different little tastes on it for an end of the world type of game right yeah it was definitely a very bright sunny blue home yeah the song was really good i really liked it good vibes um, if you good. if you kept it on mute right you just looked at the colors <laughs> and nothing else so so I really, yeah, I really dug that one. That one, I, I, that one, I do remember, and I have it on my list of like, and we're going to wish list this item. Yeah, there, there was a couple of good ones. Um, let me see, Zenless Zone Zero was interesting. Oh yeah, uh, from Hoyoverse, they had they actually announced two two games, right? Star Rail and Zenless Zone Zero, which yeah has like um, Genshin Impact look, feel, absolutely. everything that they're known for. Um, those both those games look really great. Well, actually, Zenless Zone Zero or ZZZ, um, more of a like a true like a cinematic trailer. It didn't really show any gameplay, like a teaser teaser trailer. But yeah, got me interested. Star um, Star Rail did too. Yeah, for sure. Those those look pretty good. Uh, Gotham Knights. So Gotham Knights, yeah, that one is definitely on on my list of, of games I would love to play. But it's very interesting that both there's um, DC and Marvel have their own little spin on their type of games that are coming out very similar because they also announced, what was it, um, the Marvel Sun? Midnight Suns, yeah. Yeah, Midnight Suns, and then you have Gotham Knights. One is Marvel, one is DC. I, To be honest, I think I really dig the... Not just because I love DC more. Um, I think I really like. Are you sure? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay. Maybe. I am an NFT holder of a bat cowl, so. Maybe. You are. <laughs> but um, I think I just like the gameplay footage and where it's going with um, Gotham Knights a bit more. Although having Spider-Man at the end of... Um, why do I keep forgetting the name of it? This is how I'm like so not interested. Which one? <laughs> the Suns. Oh, oh Midnight Suns. Yeah. Midnight Suns. Yeah. Like I like. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Dead yellow. Like, that uh, bad. No. That I bad. Know. Oh, terrible. Uh, but with Gotham Knights, I, I like they am showing a little bit more of um, Nightwing. Yeah, I liked I liked that they kept the to me the fighting system from the Arkham games where you know you're combining the different hits and you know yeah. as long as you're keeping the string going um you'll be rewarded for that. So I like that. I don't think I'm that interested in Gotham Knights right now until I see more even though I've enjoyed every single Batman game that I've played in the last, you know, couple of years. So I think I'm I'm just on a wait and see for that. The Midnight Suns game, 
Um, I don't know yet uh, because I I don't know. I didn't I didn't play any of the the games that have all the characters that we'd want to see and the um what was the the recent one that we had um square enix had a lot of challenges with and then they started patching it more and more and it got better it included black panther and and a lot of different you know characters in that particular game that game took uh, a lot to even mature after after the patches or whatever so i didn't jump right into that even though um i don't even remember the name of it right now even though that uh, it matured with patches and things of that nature. And I think that might be the same for Marvel's Midnight Suns for me, but I'd have to see a little bit more. But Gotham Knights, I'll probably play before I play Midnight Suns whenever the games decide to come out. So I'm not looking at those games as much as I am looking at one game. I've been waiting for like two years, but I know we're going to talk about that at some point. But, um, but I think that the trailer... Is exciting. Even when Venom was going, you know, um, back and forth between the cars and then this, you know, I guess villain I'll say came out, I don't know the name of the character, came out and kind of like eased uh, Venom a little bit. And the next thing you know, Venom transformed into something like, you know, tremendously greater than Venom was prior to you know, encountering that particular villain or whatever. I think that was dope. You know, the trailers are fantastic. I don't have anything against the trailers, but I think that I'm just going to wait a little bit longer to see or the gameplay is going to be for me once it comes out. See, I'm not the only one that wasn't so interested. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I mean, it was cool. I just need to see like more like action and will I even be excited for it? I'm more excited for Spider-Man and Miles Morales heading to PC. You know, I'm excited for a lot of the games that were once only console games at the time. And now they're making way to the PC. I'm excited for a lot of those things. You know, the the movies that we're getting from a lot of these games that are actually greater experiences. They're not just one-offs, right? A seasonal progression of something that we enjoy seems to be the formula, right? We enjoyed Halo and we'll probably see Last of Us, which I'm sure we'll touch at some point before we end. But there's a lot of great experiences that are becoming more available. And as we were talking about before, the technology has matured uh, so much so that the the blurring the lines between indie and, and major studio is going to get to a point that we won't even know anymore. And I know that's just touching on some of the things that we talked about earlier. So, you know, Midnight Suns looks cool. Well, I'll wait to see more. And uh, definitely uh, looking forward to seeing um, any looter shooter stuff, Warframe. I know we, we don't technically have it on the list. Uh, if you will, Warframe, they had this, um, this, uh, I don't know what you call it. The, the, it's not a loot box thing. You, you grind by watching, you know, a lot of minutes. And then once you finish watching oh, the, the minutes, Twitch drop. the Twitch drop, right. So I was able to get the Twitch drop for, uh, Protea, which is one of the, I guess, skins, if you, or one of the Warframes, if you want to say. Um, so I think that was the first Twitch drop that I've really ever done according uh, in my memory. Right. Where all I had to do was just watch this thing for 30 minutes, even though I had it open in another window because I was watching on YouTube. And then I pulled up the, the Warframe channel just to get this. I mean, that's easy in-game content um, to to get. You just watch for 30 minutes. That's nothing, in my opinion. But you'd have to be interested in Warframe. You'd have to be interested or or know about it, which is why I think ads are still important. Um, so feeling a little ranty right now. 
So we saw the the rock uh, situation. We talked about that. And then we saw an ad, in my opinion, for the Warframe stuff. They did talk about the new thing that they had coming out, which I don't even remember the name right now, but that's not the point. But it was enough to capture me to go to the Twitch channel for this Twitch drop, for this Warframe thing, because I still go back and play Warframe. So I think that was excellent. And even in a conversation, I don't know if I could talk about this. Hold on, let me think. <laughs> Hold on. I got to think about this because I know I'm ranting. So it wouldn't surprise me, uh, I can say it this way, if certain ads do better on Twitch and certain ads do better on YouTube. I think that's safe grounds because, you know, we still got to have to navigate the quote unquote real time NDA stuff, right? So it wouldn't surprise me if certain ads do better on other places, depending on how they're presented. So I'll just say that. And when I saw the ad, if you will, for Warframe, I was, you know, interested because I played a game and wanted to actually see what the Twitch drop was like at by way of an experience. And it was an easy one, two, three to connect the the uh, prime um, gaming stuff or whatever. Once you connect those things the first time, you don't have to do it over and over again. So that was cool. So long rant. Uh, to say that I'm still enjoying gaming. I got that Warframe thing and um, I'm pretty excited about that. So a lot to be excited for. I think it really started off with them announcing, um, I guess, the content for the Duvri Paradox. Mm. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, and it, the trailer was dope too. Like, I don't even remember like most of the names. I just remember like how the trailers made me feel. Like, even uh, for a game like some of it is coming back to me now. Even Outriders, you know, I was excited to see that. Right, since we were kind of talking about looter shooters a little bit, and for a game that hasn't really shown us a lot and for a long time, and some games weren't even present, like Division Two and stuff like that. You know, uh, I think mm-hmm. it's good that we're seeing looter shooters that have been around for a little bit because you almost forgot about Outriders, if we're honest. Like, I forgot about it. You know, I don't know if you could play it on, on Game Pass now or whatever. Maybe you can. But it's not a go-to game for me, right? So you forget about it and then they present themselves at this uh, event and you're like, oh, you do exist and you're still doing stuff. That's great, right? But Division 2, they drop a in my opinion, cookie cutter type of format for what they've shown before, but nothing that's going to make me, you know, unless there's a special weapon I just don't know about yet, to, nothing's going to make me go to Division 2 right now and play it. Um, unless, I still love the game, so I, I got to think about this a little, a little bit more. I still love the game, so at some point I will, but not because they dropped the DLC a couple of months ago. It's because I love the game, right? But we need more from games like that, especially if it's an ongoing service game, uh, like some of the ones that we mentioned. You have Outriders, you have um, you have Destiny, you have uh, I think Remnant of the Ashes falls into that. You, I mean, you can go down the list of a lot of these games, and now we're getting to a point where we have all of these experiences. You can only put I think I have a thousand hours in Destiny right now. I I think, right? I think that's what the counter said. If it's true, right? So. When you think about that, I'm not putting a thousand hours in Remnant or, or Warframe or anything like that. The, the Destiny has the bulk of that time, you know, every year, you know, so it's not a thousand hours a per year, but it's, it's a thousand hours accrued since 2014, right? Uh, well, I, it can't even, it can't even be since 2014 because 
I didn't start playing Destiny on Steam until recently, what, two Julys ago, maybe? So I accrued a thousand hours two Julys ago? That's crazy. I, I don't know. But anyway, feeling ranty tonight. Well, what do you got? You sure you don't have anything else there? No, I, I, I think that might... uh, maybe, maybe I think I think that um, I'm gonna have to think about this with looter shooters that are almost forgotten right now, in my opinion, and I'm speaking for maybe a small portion of the audience, right? Division two, I'm like, where are we at with that? I know they released what they released, cool, but it wasn't enough for me right my love for the game will make me go back but that dlc is not why i'm going back right uh destiny every year they seem to do something to pull you back in even if you don't want to play the game which i think is amazing new weapons new archetypes of the weapons that you've loved or archetypes of the weapon that they no longer have available they always seem to pull you back in better storytelling better lore better books etc etc right outriders a shell of an experience right now with the exception of the new DLC we just got cool. Right. But there's nothing else that's going to, in my opinion right now, hold you in the outriders universe, unless you just love the character so much as to go back and play that experience. Right. So a lot of these looter shooters won't last because they're not, um, they're not like destiny. Right. Well, a lot of games are being inspired by Destiny and your Borderlands and your Warframes and stuff like that. But if you don't have an ecosystem that's going to pull people back into the experience, we're not going to play the game. And that sounds harsh, but I'll probably play Warframe before I play any other game if I'm not playing Destiny, right? Because the ecosystem for that game, they've been around since 2013 and they've done something great every single year to keep you engaged, even if I don't play it like I play Destiny. So. Um, that does some random thoughts on there. Well, I don't want you to stop now. <laughs> oh, wait, you, you go, I think we, I think, you I think go, Daniela, you your go. favorite game. Oh yeah. Um, well, do we have anything else before we talk about that? One piece you, odyssey. You What'd you think? For like second to last. Uh, we can talk about it anytime. I mean, I'm so excited that we're finally getting it. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. But I don't want to talk about that yet. I, I just, I feel a little ranty. Um, One Piece Odyssey, what do you think about that? Oh, I love, I love it. I'm currently trying to work through all, I don't know how many hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Let me go and see. Because I'm, I'm late to the game. Well, okay. Not, I'm a bit late to the game of watching One Piece, considering how much anime I really do watch. But I've started from the beginning and there's a lot of episodes. So I started this adventure two, two summers ago. Yeah, let's see. Let's see how many episodes it's currently at. There's a currently 1,020 episodes. Uh, wait, wait, how much? I'm 1,020. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm not going to read the manga, but I'm watching the episodes subtitled. So that's why it's taking me a little bit longer. It's not like I can just like throw it up and like be able to listen to it. I got, I got to read it. I got to sit there and, and, and really read stuff to, to really. So that's why it's, that one's taking me a little bit to get through. But 
Um, I love I love the anime. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, so I- I'm glad that it's like this JRPG, and it's not like a fighter because I think the last several that I saw that was like One Piece were fighters, and I just they look cool, but mm, no, not for me. So to bring it to this, you know, RPG world, kind of like um what dragon ball did i think that's fantastic and it offers like it has its own story it offers this whole new um you know way of you to be in this environment in this world that they have created so i liked it Mm. yeah it's new to me it's new to me i'm still learning about it and there were a few rpgs that were uh, showcased really well uh, during uh, the Summer Game Fest, which I, I can appreciate that. And I'm just still learning about it. I don't have anything. I'm I'm pretty neutral here. I think that just the running, you know, aspect of anime is always interesting to me when I when I see that. Uh, and I think that um, it's not on my radar to play. You know, there's there's certain games that are on my radar to play for sure, and some I just would like rather see you play it and that's mostly the horror stuff and the simulator or the reading time stuff that you've done and so you know if you play that and i'll I'll pull up and watch it sure you don't want to watch the anime mm, i haven't watched i've been spoiled by by anime um after i watched claymore i haven't really watched anything else and that's not fair because I'm sure there's some other great anime out there. But Claymore really changed it. I was really attached to those characters in Claymore. And I don't know. I think that that changed anime for me. Like if if there's if there's no anime that comes close to that type of uh, visceral experience, which I'm sure they have plenty of, but um, character drama where you connect to the characters and believing that you are walking with them in this particular journey that doesn't exist. I guess that's what I was looking for at the time or, but that sets, that's like a benchmark for me now and a lot of things, but Claymore really set a bar really high for me for a lot of shows. So Claymore should have its own video game. So good. Claymore is so good. Still one of my top, top, I mean, there's, you know, Ninja Scroll I've seen and, you know, some old school ones that I've, I've seen in the past, but, uh, Claymore doesn't, um, they don't even come, come close to Claymore. Um, what else did we see? Saints Row Boss Factory. Thoughts on that? <laughs> I thought it was interesting. I mean, okay. Saints Row is Saints Row. Um, right. I think it's very interesting for a game that's not going to be available until August. August 23rd, I believe it is. That they offered this way for you to just go ahead and make your character already. Which is great for people like me. Um, I don't know if I need it two months in advance, but uh, when you have character customization and it's a very detailed and thorough and there's a lot of options, yeah, it can take me like a long time. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but um, I guess it's so that you can get a nice look and feel, but it's not really the game. I mean, it's free. It'll be on the Epic Store. 
not much more to say about it. I mean, I guess it's cool if you want to go make your character ready and just kind of. Yeah. I think it's cool. Mess around with it. Yeah, I think I think it's cool. I think that um, they're giving you a head start, Daniela, so you can start now. <laughs> okay, you have plenty <laughs> of time, right? Uh, to to do it, and um, I don't know. I've never been really big on Saint Row. Maybe I played three, right? So I'm not I'm not a huge Saint Row fan. But I love what they've done with the game. I love what they've done with the game. So, I mean, that's all I have there. Uh, Layers of Fear, I don't know if we touched on that. Um, what did you think about that? Oogie. All yeah. the horror games are awesome. I mean, um, I can't play the Layers of Fear um, series. That happens to be one of the titles that I can't play because it's first person. Um, too dark, too flashy for, for me, sadly. I love horror games. I love I love those scary types of games. Um, it looked good though, so I know that it's gonna definitely be on some Halloween streams. Right, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I um, I enjoyed the trailer, and that's about it. <laughs> that's that's as far. As I go, Last of Us. Uh, so the, I guess there's games in the works that we're not going to see or hear about until next Summer Games Fest. So I think that uh, Jeff Keighley was trying to get a push to get even some hints on, on those things. But uh, we just have to wait and see. But they did talk about the multiplayer game that's going to be in uh, Last of Us Uncharted-esque type of experience which is going to be interesting interesting for fans of both games whether you're a last of us person or uncharted so that i'm excited about just to check out what that's going to be like yeah the screenshots that they they showed looked really good um but i i i think i'm a little bit more pumped for the show yeah, did they give, I don't remember if they gave a date for the HBO show. Did they? I don't think so, did they? Uh, no, they did not. I think, okay. I think they tried to allude to it, but they didn't. But it, um, it was mentioned um, that I think tomorrow, which would be Friday the 10th, June 10th, um, would be the last day of filming. So okay. they should be pretty much done by the time you listen to this episode. Uh, all the filming for season one of The Last of Us on HBO would have been done filming. Um, How long it takes to edit and put it out? Not too sure, but he, I think Jeff Keeley is like, oh, so we'll see you next year. And they're like, oh, might be sooner, might be yeah. later. Don't know. Can't tell you. I have, I have the date. I have the date. Oh, you do? I have the date. What is it? Are you ready? I mean, we just have to think about where we are right now with the time and if they are super efficient with the team, Halloween time. Oh, that would be a great timing. That's what I'm saying. That would make perfect sense. Nothing else in between that, right? Maybe they show a trailer at in Germany and then if they have everything, everything is working well. You know, perfect scenario, Halloween. That would be 
That'd be great. I mean, I think so too. Then I don't have to wait a whole year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if the process is way longer than that, so then, then it would have to be timing of any other things that's releasing between now and um, fourth quarter of this year. But I mean, Halloween would be perfect, right? So Stranger Things released when? A couple of weeks ago? Right? Or the, yeah, the, the top of June? The last season. Yeah. And then the second part of that is July. Right. So then, so if, if the hint was, you'll see something next. Well, no, that was a game that's mentioned that they said, we'll see something next year. But for the show, I'm saying fourth quarter, 2022. I'm saying Halloween. If I were to give a guess, right? For the game. We already have a window. The next potential game, we already have a window of next year, uh, June, E3 time. So you might get teasers prior prior to that. So typically what? We get some updates for games and upcoming stuff in January, February. So you might get some pictures or some blog posts or maybe some interviews about things upcoming for this game uh, from Naughty Dog uh, first quarter of, of 2023. And then you might get, um, you know, maybe like a, a trailer before they drop. No, not a trailer. You probably get a teaser before they, they talk about what the game is, uh, 2023, uh, June. So that's the timeline I'm thinking. If everything is working, there's no world, you know, uh, going crazy. There's no zombie outbreak. There's no, you know, $25 gas prices. There's no, you know, nothing crazy. Crazy. Yeah. They did give one date though for The Last of Us. And that's for um The Last of Us Part One, their uh definitive edition. Which is pretty much the um, what they were saying was rebuilt for current gen um setup. So everything that um uh it should look better. Like it should be a little bit more than just uh a, a HD remake here. Um, they did show some screens and some changes and how they kind of just reused the stuff that they already had to make it look even better. So they didn't have to, you know, do any mocaps or any more uh any of the voice actors come back to record any of their lines. They just making it look good because I believe Last of Us nine years ago. So that came out on PS3 originally. And then it was kind of got a little visual upgrade because I think I think when it released on PS3, PS4 was coming out and then you could actually upgrade your edition for the PS4. So that one they gave a date, which I believe is September 2nd of this year. Mm. Okay. Yeah, at least have a date for one thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which so which your October estimate, Halloween estimate, would be great for the show. Absolutely. You have, you know, they have their, I guess what would be their definitive edition of part one coming out in September. It would be great for the, the their show to start airing in October. It's a great rollout, I'm telling you. 
Yeah, that'd be great. It's currently in development for it for PC. Yeah, it's a place to play all the games for me right now. That's that's where I play, and uh, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. So, um, yeah, I'm sure there are things in between that we didn't get that you know, but I think this one we have to talk about before we close, Daniela. For two plus years, I've been waiting for a date for this game, and we have a date. And I'm so excited. Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. I'm ready. June 16th. I'm ready. I am ready. Sure, you're ready. I am ready. I've been waiting. I've been waiting all this time. Okay, we finally got a date. We get a six player uh, co op, uh, local or online, which is crazy. To me, but the fact that they were able to fit that, which is absolutely incredible. Then you have Casey Jones. Of course, you had the Turtles. You had you had Splinter. You had April. Now you have Casey, which is pretty dope. So that's fantastic. And Tribute Games, you know, the name fits everything that they've been doing for the last couple of years. I think they're doing an amazing job. The soundtrack sounds amazing. Uh, they have the original voice actors from I think the '87 show. Right. I think that that's that's what I was reading um, earlier, Uh, but it's just I'm just so excited for this game It's going to be on Game Pass as well. So um, I'm excited. I'm so excited. It's it's been a long time waiting for this to finally be able to play it and just have fun. Drop in, drop out co-op. We have to play this, Daniela. We have to play this gonna be on the game pass of course we have to play this so you're, you're clearing out your entire weekend for that too i just listen i want to play this i want to play stream we gotta do we gotta do something we gotta do something so uh, i'm excited for this this is probably the most anticipated game for me in the last couple of years definitely last year definitely this year but we're getting it in six days according to this time of recording and i'm just excited this is going to relive a lot of nostalgia for me in so many ways. I love most of the Turtles games that I played. I know there were some that were trying, you know, different, you know, uh, companies or different hands, but it didn't necessarily work out to keep the essence of what everybody loves about the Turtles. But this one captures everything that I've enjoyed um, growing up about any of the Turtles games that I played, whether that was, you know, Manhattan Project or a Turtles in Time or Hyperstone Heist or any of the original Turtles from Nintendo. Like we can go. I'm just excited that we're finally here and it's going to be good times. I can tell when that came on, I was like, I wish I could see Andrew right now. To see oh, your so face I'm... and your excitement and your reaction to it live in person. Ah. Oh. So hype, so hype. It's um, but we're here. We're here. I'm gonna hit you up and be like, Daniela, we gotta play this game. Just whatever you gotta do, put some make some time for me. Okay. I wanna play a couple of stages with you. Let's play some turtles when it comes out. I think it's gonna be, you know, super fun. So um I'm excited. I'm excited. So Summer Game Fest, I think, was amazing. Any anything you want to touch on? Anything that is coming to mind right now? 
No, it was a good, really good showing. I'm really happy with everything. And I got some new games to be paying attention to and keeping an eye on. I mean, you have like some of my favorite type of games, which we didn't touch on, but like those horror games, Choose Your Adventures, Supermassive Games. They uh, showed uh, more uh, more of the quarry that I'm excited that's going to be coming out. Uh, if you don't know what it is, it's kind of like Choose Your Own Adventure. You know, you have to make these tough choices in the heat of the moment, kind of teen horror. Like it's, it's an interactive movie, basically, at least for me, it is. Um, you know, and they also had the Capcom Arcade Stadium 2. Uh, but yeah, I I loved it. And I, I, I will say this one blew my face and everything. Every time we watch anything that Jeff Keighley puts on and puts out there, I've always enjoyed. He always puts on a good show, always. It's, it's just a delight. And it's definitely on my bucket list one day just to be able to attend the Game Awards. I don't know how I'm ever going to make that happen. I don't know what I have to do. Um, I will I will barter one of my chinchillas to be able to go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, that pretty much sums it up for me. Yeah, it was, um, it was it was fantastic. I love everything about what we saw. And uh, looking forward to, you know, the rest of the stuff that we're going to see in the next couple of days. And we know that uh, Xbox Bethesda is happening this weekend. Uh, so excited to see what's what they're doing there. It's just, you know, an exciting time, you know, around this time every year. If you're in tech, if you're in gaming, if you love entertainment, uh, when it comes to this space, um, this is a time that you're spending um, enjoying all these trailers and smiling as you're seeing the things that are going to come out and we're going to be able to play in the near future, whatever that near future is for the title that you're waiting for. So it's exciting. It's exciting times. I'm I'm happy. Uh, I'm definitely happy to play uh, games like uh, Turtles and and I, I'm excited for what Sonic is doing and prepping to do with Sonic Frontiers. Like There's, there's so many good things that are happening in the space and um, nostalgia is always in no matter what you're playing. And um, I'm happy. I'm happy about everything that's happening. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this episode of the show radio. Um, and if you guys have any thoughts or what you thought about the show today, definitely hit us up. Um, where can they find you, Andrew? You can find me at Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A. And Daniela, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on all the good stuff, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, all that at Miss DJM. Until next time, guys, you have a good one. <laughs>